All right, so we'll say good morning. Let us begin a lot to do and not a lot of time. Baruch Hashem. So we'll say we're going to begin by thanking our sponsors, our Torah sponsors for the month of Adar Aleph. Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shimon Drushels this month in memory of Paul's pa- grandparents, Zechariah Ben, Zechariah and Dina Bas Dov. Art and Sherry Miller for dedicating the Shurim and Drushels this month in loving memory of Art's brother, Ruvain Ben Bitzalel Verachel. Our Day of Learning sponsor, Eli and Joel Rashkovsky, in memory of Eli's grandfather, Nachum Gershon Ben Menachem, Menachem Mendel. Our Dath Yomi sponsor, Alan Wiseman, creation of the Arzite of his father-in-law, Charles Numa Zechariah Ben Yisrael Tzvi. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechamar. So with that, let us begin. A lot to do today. Today's daf is Chav Beis. We are picking up on the middle of Chav, Chav Aleph, Amud Beis. And we left off literally in the middle of the page. Says the Gimara, Migimel Va'ad Zayin. So it's right across from Tosos Mikan. Right across Tosos Mikan. Migimel Va'ad Zayin, Meishevein O'Shoel. Mikan Ve'elech Sholom, Meishev Kidarko. So the Bryce is setting yesterday's daf, that between days three and seven, between days three and seven, Meishev, if somebody greets you, this is three and, se- three and seven of Shiva. Between three and seven of Shiva, you could respond to a greeting, but you cannot inquire about someone else's welfare. After Shiva, after Shiva, you could ask, the Avel could ask, the Avel could respond without any qualifications. Is that true or Minhu? If a person finds an Avel within Shloshim, Medaber he could express words of consolation. But you should not inquire about the welfare. Shouldn't ask Inova, how are you doing within 30 days, right? You shouldn't inquire about their welfare shouldn't within 30 days. After 30 days, Shal Bishlomo, you could ask an Avel how they're doing. But you cannot give words of consolation to them after 30 days. The idea being, we'll see, once the Avelis is over, one should no longer go offer any words of consolation. We'll discuss why that is. If a man loses his wife and he remarries, it's actually an interesting case. If a man loses his wife, if a man loses his wife and he remarries, and he remarries, so you should not go ahead and you should not go ahead and enter into his home and give him words of consolation for his first wife after he's married to his second wife. Now Rashi points out over here we're talking about a case where a man remarried within Shloshim. Right, let's say his wife passed away, he remarried in Shloshim. I will say, now that may that may sound strange. That may sound strange, but I will say if we're gonna see, for example, that there are situations where Chazal strongly encourage that. For example, a woman passes away and she leaves behind young children. And so again, the husband right needs to provide a maternal figure for those children. Chazal encouraged the husband to be able to remarry as quickly as possible. So again, sounds strange to us, but Lamaisa, that's the case. So the wife passes away, husband remarries within Shloshim, within Shloshim. So you should not go into the house and offer him words of consolation for his first wife. Once he's married to his second wife, makes sense. Matzal Bashuk, if you find the guy in the marketplace, meaning outside of the house, not with his second wife. Omer lo rosh. You go ahead and you offer him words of eulogy quietly. 
and ultimately again covered Rosh with seriousness. So so what do you see from here? You see from here that Halacha the Brice has said that after Shiva, the Avel could go ahead and inquire about people's welfare and right ask and respond without qualification. And you see from this Kimara right now that's not the case. Amar of Bar Avin. So the idea is after Shiva, the Aval has the ability to inquire about others' welfare because everyone else is fine. Ach the Gemara says, Others should not inquire about his welfare after Shiva until the end of Shloshim. For he is not in a situation of Shalom. I shall both say, so therefore, the way the Gemara is reconciling it is like this. Between, three, between the third day and the seventh day, I'm sorry, between first and third days, so he shouldn't respond. No one should, I should say, no one should ask him, he shouldn't respond. Or I should say differently. He shouldn't greet, and no one should greet him. Between, between days three and seven, ultimately, he could respond to a greeting, but he should not inquire about the welfare of others. And after seven, the Gemara is now suggesting, after seven, he can inquire about the welfare of others, but ultimately still others should not inquire about his welfare. So the Gemara says, I, But it says he could respond. The fact that he could respond ultimately again indicates thus that people could inquire about his welfare. No, no, no. The case is where they're inquiring about his welfare because they don't know that he's in Avelos. So what the Gemara is saying is, after Shiva, if they inquired about his welfare and they don't know he's in Avelos, Ultimately, he could respond. He could respond. The truth is, even between days three, between days three and seven, he could respond. So the Gemara says, nami." If that's the case, then why not say the same thing by this other case? Rashi says, "Shloshim krovim." Why not go ahead and? Why not go ahead and, and establish that case? I'm sorry, by Gimel Yamim. Why not go ahead and establish that case by the first three days as well? Hasam Modaluhu. So the Gemara Sivloma Hadalu both say in days one through three, interestingly enough, in days one through three, if somebody greets the Avel, the Avel is obligated to tell them, I'm sorry, I can't respond to you because I am in the first three days of Avelos. That's the obligation that he has. So if somebody extends a greeting to him in days one, two, and three of Shiva, says, I'm sorry, I can't respond. I'm currently in Avelos. So the Gemara says, After the first three days, although ideally people should not greet the Avel, if they did greet him, he is permitted to go ahead and respond to their greeting. So the Gemara says, If a person finds his friend, a novel within the first 12 months after his loss, he could say words of consolation, but you should not inquire about his welfare, even about, say, throughout 12 months. In other words, what Chazal is saying is, it's not right to ask an Aval how they're doing. All right, I say, because what, what, I say, think about this in general. When people ask you how you're doing, what do they want to hear? What do they want to hear? Fine. Nobody, very few people actually really want to hear how you're doing, right? And this is an important episode because remember, if you become one of those people who actually tells people how you're doing, right? Greg, it's the MS. It's the, you're a nice guy. You're a very nice guy, right? Yeah, it's, it's the MS Lamito. Ask most people. They won't admit to it. But if you become one of those people who actually tells everybody how they're doing, you will find the number of friends and acquaintances decrease dramatically. 
Because the truth is, most people have their own stuff going on. They're just trying to be nice. They're just trying to give a shalom aleichem. Give them, by the way, the obligation is you don't bear your soul to every single person either. When somebody asks you how you're doing, having the kabos, fantastic. There are a few people you have in this world who you should bear your soul to, a few people in this world who you can rely on, a few people in this world who you can really tell them what's going on. But in a general sense, in a general sense, how are you doing? Great. Great, have a great day. That, that's it. Let, let's, let's move on, people. Right? That, that's, that's it. So the Gemara says, when you go over to an Aval and you say, how you're doing, it's not appropriate. How is, how is an Aval doing? How is any person who's suffered a loss doing? I'm managing. I'm managing. Like, there are, there are good days and there are bad days. There are moments when I feel the loss. There are moments when I'm able to compartmentalize it. That's what it is. That's what it is. So the Gemara says as follows. So therefore, the Gemara says... So, uh, here's what's interesting. So, therefore, according to this approach, you literally don't, you literally don't ask an Avel how he's doing during the 12 months. Now, we don't pass in this way. And, you know, I'll talk to you about the Allah in just a bit. But the idea is, after 12 months, then you could inquire about his welfare because then that is a fair question. Because the assumption is, at, 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 for any point in time after loss, the beginning is difficult. It's not the shot that it gets easier over time. A person learns how to manage it better over time. When a person first encounters loss, loss is like on the frontal lobe, like it sits. It sits on the top of my consciousness and it's with me all the time. As time goes on, it gets pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. It's still there, it's still there. But Lamaise doesn't live in my primary consciousness every single moment of every single day. So the Gemara says, listen to this. After your base Chodesh, the Achor Yibbeis Chodesh, Shol Bishlamo, Ve'ino Medabre Imo Tanchumin. But say, listen to this. After 12 months, you're not allowed to give a person consolation. Isn't that fascinating? You can't speak words of Nechama, of consolation after 12 months. Aval Medabre Imo Minat Sad. You could kind of make a veiled reference to consolation. Rashi says over here, it's almost right across in Rashi. Yedabra imo tanchumim minatzad laachar lamit kihechi daavela veimo daavela veimo medabra imo tanchumim laachar minatzad yubesuvah amayka tani. Supposed to say so minatzad means tenachamenu. Rashi says, for example, you could say to a person, you know, the mourners should be consoled. So you kind of don't speak in a specific way towards him, but you speak in a general sense that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bring the Chama to mourners. And I both said, the Gemara says something so profound. If you find your friend in Avelos after 12 months, and you speak words of consolation, to what could he be compared? So listen to how profound this is. Listen to this. This could be compared to the following situation. A person who broke his foot. And Baruch Hashem, it healed. And then what? Umatza rofe. So let's say again, the guy who broke his foot, he has a good friend who's a doctor. And the guy, the doctor says, Do me a favor. I just learned this new technique to heal broken limbs. Let me break your foot again so that I could show you how good I could heal it. I want to show you how good my herbs are, how good my medicinal healing is. So I'll say, isn't this incredibly profound? So when you speak words of consolation to a mourner after 12 months, hopefully by after 12 months, they have it together. They have it together. They have it together, right? I've figured out, not, not, not that everything is okay, but I figured out how to get through life and how to move myself forward with this loss. 
When now someone comes along and starts giving words of consolation, what does that do? What does that do? It opens up the wound again. Right? It like tears off this, oh, it must be so difficult for you. It must be so, right? And I will say, by the way, you see this, you see this all the time. You see this all the time that very well-meaning people don't understand that sometimes it's not your job to fix the problem, right? Some, somebody, somebody suffered a loss. My jo- the truth is, when it comes to loss, my job is just to be there for our job. It's just to be there for people. That's all. Rarely do you have something to say that actually makes a difference for a mourner. Rarely. Rarely does it happen that someone has like some theological gem that's like, wow, I can't believe it. Now, Baruch Hashem, the entire weight of humanity has been lifted off me because, you know, Chaim Yankel walked in and shared this thing that he saw on H.com or something, whatever, you know, you know, whatever it is. So, 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 so this is an incredibly important episode, right? That, that at the end of the day, the job of, 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 of a friend, of a community is just to be there. Because the only thing worse than suffering is suffering alone. Rarely is there something to say. And the Gemara says, especially after the mourner has been through Yud Beis Chodesh, let them heal, let them heal, and just be there. Just be there with them. Don't offer words of consolation because perhaps those words of consolation can actually have an adverse effect. We'll say an incredible Yisod in general with friendship and what it means to be part of community. It just means to be there for people. You don't always have to know what to say. In fact, rarely, rarely do we actually know what to say. But the best thing you could do is just be present. And people remember, people when they're suffering, remember those who are present. They don't necessarily remember what anyone says, but they remember when people are present and that makes all the difference. So the Gemara says, Zimara says, not a contradiction. It's talking about two different cases, right? One is talking about, one is talking about Avelos for a parent. So Avelos for a parent, we've established, lasts for 12 months. So the halacha, therefore, is you don't inquire about the welfare of the Avel for an entire 12 months. But for other relatives, for other relatives, where the Avelos just lasts, just lasts, the Avelos is for 30 days, the prohibition to inquire about the Avel's welfare is for 30 days. But after 30 days, it's totally mutter. I don't say, but even in that case, why not go ahead, right? In the, even during Shloshim for other relatives, why not give them words of consolation kind of in a nuanced fashion? To which the Imar says, yes, you can. What does he mean when it says you can't talk words of consolation with them? In a normal fashion. But ultimately, again, you can go ahead and offer them words of consolation in a kind of in a nuanced fashion. So I just want to point out that all of these cases over here, Bosei, I mentioned this before, when the Gemara spoke about the idea that one of the things that an Avel is not allowed to do is She'elas Shalom, right? Which means an Avel can't greet people. So Bosei, so the truth is, the truth is, the Gemara's form of She'elas Shalom is a Shalom Aleichem, right? Is a greeting with the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So a person, Achman al-Islan, is in Avelos, they can't go ahead, they can't go ahead and... Greet someone with a shalom aleichem. Can you say to someone, good morning, good afternoon, I'm so happy you came. We should never be in that situation. But yes, yes, you're, you're, you're allowed to say those things. These greetings also, what the Gemara is trying to sensitize us to is that you don't launch into a, to a diatribe of consolation when the person is still in their window of mourning. See, part of the beauty of, of, of Judaic mourning practices is we allow people to mourn. We allow people to feel pain. We don't go ahead and try to 
wish it away or talk it away. I will say that's why, again, at our Levias, there's no green right over the mound of dirt. It's just the mound of dirt there. We don't bury in a, in a fancy casket, a pine wood box. We fill in the grave ourselves, right? There's no flowers at, at the cemetery. All of that is done because all of those things are there to pretty up the dynamic of death. We don't pretty up the dynamic of death. It is what it is. We accept it, we embrace it, because the only way to heal is to embrace the reality of one's circumstances. So that's what Chazal are sensitizing us to as well. A person's gonna be in pain. A person's gonna be in pain. And we have to accept that a person is gonna be in pain and there's nothing you could do to ease it. Nothing you could do to ease it. It's just a progression, it's a journey. So therefore Chazal say, don't offer words of consolation during the window of mourning. You could be there, you could say nuanced things, right? You can make statements of friendship, I'm here for things like that, but words of consolation ring hollow during that window of, during that window of Avelos. After the window, you could say whatever you want, but during the window, let the person experience their pain and just be present for them as a good friend. This is an incredible, incredible halacha. So we'll say, here we come now to a halacha that discusses the following. Here's the case, and we'll see how this applies contemporarily as well. So Avel, we'll say, here's the case. We'll call him, we'll call him uh, Yaakov passed away. Yaakov passed away. So Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi are sitting Shiva, brothers. Yehuda, who's another brother, is out of town. Is out of town. He comes and he joins the other brothers during Shiva. Whatever it is, he didn't find out at the same time that his brothers did. Let's, let's assume that kind of case. So now Yehuda shows up and he shows up during Shiva. They both say, what's going to be the Shiva? What's going to be the Shiva? What's the duration of Yehuda's Shiva? Does Yehuda's Shiva begin when he shows up at the Shiva house? Or does Yehuda's Shiva begin when his brothers started sitting Shiva three days ago? So the Gemara says, here's the case. So the Gemara says like this, if Yehuda was close by and he arrived within the first three days of Avelos, he goes by their clock. Right? So let's say again, the brothers, Yaakov died on uh, Matzei Shabbos, they buried him, the brothers started sitting Shiva on Sunday, right? So Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi are sitting, sitting Shiva on Sunday, Yehuda shows up on, 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 on Tuesday, right? Um, or whatever, call Tuesday, right? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So he shows up, he shows up on Tuesday. So the Gemara says, two qualifications. If he's there within the first three days, and he's coming from a nearby place, Therefore, halacha he could count the duration of Shiva along with his brothers, and he will get up along with them. Rashi says over here something very interesting. Rashi says, Because he's coming from a close place, technically speaking, technically speaking, he could have been with them from the beginning. Right? He didn't hear about it till later or some other circumstance. But since he was close by, he could have been with them from the beginning. And therefore, halacha lemaisa, he counts along with them. However, but if he was far away, there was if he's far away, even if he comes in the first three days, he begins his count of Shiva from the time he arrives in the Shiva house. But after, if he arrives after the first three days, 
But even if we'll say, if he comes after the first three days, even if he came from a close by place, he begins his own count of Shiva. So we'll say a really fascinating halacha. So this is the first opinion. First opinion says, if he shows up in first three days and he's coming from a close by location, a close by location of Makam Karov, ultimately, again, he could count along with the brothers, right? However, if he comes either during the first three days but from a faraway place or after first three days, no matter where he's coming from, then Allah he begins his own count of Shiva from the time he arrives. So Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, no. Afilu Rabbi Shimon says, it all has to do with where the brother is coming from. And as long as he was in close proximity to the Shiva home, then even if he shows up on day number seven of the Shiva and he sits a little bit with his brothers, it's counted as if he sat Shiva. Amr Mar, Gimel Yomim Harishonin, suppose that's Rabbi Shivan Mar says, the first three days, Bami Makam Karov, Mona Imohen. So we'll say now we're quoting the Braissa. Right? So we'll say fundamental machlokes Tanakama Rabbi Shimon. So listen to this. So we said before, if he shows up in the first three days and he comes from a close place, he could count his shiva together with the brothers who are already sitting. Oh. We'll say so now we come to a different halacha, which is a fascinating halacha, the halacha of Godel Babayis. Godel Babayis, and the Gemara says as follows: Rabbi Chibar Abba says in Rabbi Yochanan. When do we say, when do we say that if one of the brothers shows up over the course of Shiva, right over the course of Shiva, that he could count his Shiva along with the Shiva counting of everybody who was already sitting in the base of the house of mourning? That's when the Godel Babayis, the head of family, was sitting Shiva in the home. See, I both say the assumption that we'll get into in just a moment, but the assumption that Halacha makes is that everyone is kind of subservient to the Godel Babayis, to the head of family. And if the head of family is sitting Shiva in a particular location, then kind of everyone, all the other Avelim, are tethered to him. Look at Rashi for just a moment. Sheish Godel Babayis, Habayis Babayis, Sheba Umatso Godel Habayis Babayis, Mona Iman, Im Aveli Habayis, Vizesh Sheba Huat Sawyer Mimenu. Sheba says, now listen to this case. In this case, the Gemara Sarabiokran is suggesting the following. Now, when do we say, right? So remember, Yaakov passed away. His sons, he has four sons, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Right? So what happens? Reuven, Shimon, and Levi are sitting Shiva for their father. Yehuda found out about it afterwards. Yehuda shows up. Yehuda shows up on Tuesday, right? Third day of the Shiva. So we'll say, so remember, what's the Shiloh? So what's, what's, where is Yehuda up to on Shiva? Is Tuesday day one for Yehuda? And therefore, again, he's going to go for seven days from there. Or is Tuesday day three? So now Rabbi Yochum is saying is it depends. Is the head of household sitting Shiva in the Shiva home? And for example, let's say Ruvain, the oldest brother, he's the head of the family. So as long as Ruvain, the head of the family, is sitting there observing Shiva, everyone is kind of bottled to him. Everyone is subservient to him. And therefore the clock for Shiva starts for everyone when the Godwabais, the head of the family, begins to sit. Now Rashi points out over here, So let's say, however, if let's say Yehuda, 
right, the brother who shows up on day number three, if he's the Gadol Babayis, right, if he's, right, if he's the head of household, then this halacha ultimately, again, would not work. And Yehuda would have to begin his count of Shiva using Tuesday as day number one. See, by the we'll say, I'll show you where this halacha comes up. Rahman said all the time, listen to this. So the Gemara says as follows, What about the following situation? What happens if the head of household, the Godel Habayis, now Bose, I'll just point out, how you define Godel Habayis is an actually interesting machlokas in halacha. So for example, the Shulchan codifies this halacha about the Godel Habayis, and the kind of the Godel Habayis is the head of the family. The head of the family, right? Now, what does that mean? So there are a couple of ways of defining it. It could be if there's one person who supports everyone, that's one of the Godel Habayis, right? Or it could also be the person who, when there are family decisions to be made, no decision is made without this person, right? Or this person has the final say. So it doesn't have to be the oldest member of the family, but it's really the member of the family whose etzah, you know, whose wisdom and whose, and whose opinion matters the most. Okay, so here's the case. Listen to this case. The God Labayis went to the cemetery. Rashi says over here, So we'll say in this case over here, the God Labayis is the one who went to bury the dead. And let's say again, he's, he's gone for a couple of days. Mahu, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? And I will say, what we're going to see over here is something very interesting. Even if the God Labayis went to the cemetery, he counts with them. Now, counts with them, what does that mean? Mone imohen, vatanya, mone liatzmo. I, it says, he counts Shiva on his own. So you'll see how this case makes sense in just a moment. Lokashia, hada asa begotlasa, hada lo asa begotlasa. Now, both say, now listen to this. It depends. Is he coming back within three days? Not come back within three days. Now, both say, the case over here that the Gemara is framing is a very important case in Halacha. Ru- Yaakov dies. Yaakov dies. Let's assume Ruvain is the God of Habayis. Ruvain goes to bury his father. Everyone else stays behind. Now, we are going to see an interesting Halacha that what? That when you have mourners who are not going to participate in the burial, their Shiva begins when? Immediately, immediately before the burial, was a very unique halacha. Normally, normally the way the way Avelos works is like this: a person dies, there's aninos, right? Then there's burial. Burial triggers shiva. However, if mourners are not going to the burial, then they begin to sit shiva as soon as they take leave of the mace. So this is my simbachol yom in situations where people are buried in Eretz Yisrael, right? Rarely do you have an entire family going to Eretz Yisrael. You'll usually have a member or a few members of the family. Everyone else begins to sit shiva, literally right after that, they have a, they have a funeral here in America. Everyone begins to sit shiva immediately. And there's, there are relatives who are going with the mace. So the Gemara says, so in this case over here, the Godel Abayis is going with the mace. So the Gemara says, now, does he go ahead and start his own clock for Shiva after the burial? Or does he sit with the rest of the family? So the Gemara wants to make a distinction. It depends. If he comes back within the first three days of Shiva, he could sit with the family. 
If he does not come back within the first three days of Shiva, he sits on his own. We'll see what that Allah is. So Rav said to the, to the people of Hatzalfoni. So what's Hatzalfoni? Rashi says, or Hatzalfoni. Rashi says, either it's the name of a place. It's Makom, name of a place. When, when the person who buried the dead comes back within three days, he could count along with you. But if he doesn't come back within three days, then Allah should count on his own. Amr Luhu Rav Labnei Mechuza. Rav said to people of Mechuza, Asun, Delo Azlisu Basar Arsa. Listen to this. Rav said to the people of Mechuza, You who do not follow the casket, who do not follow the casket to be So remember again, in Mechuza, they often baba, they use, often used to take their dead to Eretz Yisrael. It was the custom of, of Mechuza that the mourners would not accompany the dead to burial in Eretz Yisrael. They would go and I guess, give it over to the Chavra Kadisha, or someone, someone else would do it. So Rabbi said to the people of Mechuza, You who do not follow the casket to burial, so says, As soon as you go ahead and you turn away from the gate of the city, begin your shiva. Shavuot said, the people of Mechuzah would not accompany their dead to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, again, Rava said to them, as soon as essentially the Levi is over, as soon as you take your leave of the dead, begin Shiva. Shavuot said, number of very important halakha. Shavuot said, I'll just point out, in the, see, today, today, it's a little bit more difficult to kind of identify who's the God of Babayis. But Rava you should know, the halakha is that in general, in general, when someone is taking a deceased relative for burial in Eretz Yisrael, and you have relatives who begin sitting Shiva here, the relative who's taking the dead for burial follows the Shiva schedule of the relatives who are here. Right, he goes, he buries, or she goes, she buries, goes, comes back, they're on the same Shiva timetable as the rest of the Mishpacha. Once, especially, by the way, especially, if the Godel Shababayis is sitting Shiva. So for example, you know, let's say again, the father passes away, one of the children takes the father for burial in Eretz Yisrael, the mother and the rest of the siblings are there. Let's assume for a moment that the mother is the Godel Shababayis. Salah so the Shiva schedule for the family is established by her presence. And therefore again, it could very well be that the son who took his father for burial in Eretz Yisrael is by the time he gets there, gets back, depending on the timing, he comes back, it's the fourth day of Shiva, he observes the rest of the duration of Shiva with his family, and Halacha gets up with them. Fasting Halacha. And I will say, there are, there are more technical cases. There are certain situations where it's a little bit different. Well, let's say again, what happens if the child sits some Shiva in Eretz Yisrael, then comes back, no Godel Shiva bias, duration or delay in burial. So there are, there are kind of wrinkles in this Halacha, but big, not wrinkles in Halacha, there are wrinkles in certain situations. But again, but big adult, kind of in a panoramic view, this is the Halacha. Incredible. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Avilu Karov That was Rabbi Shimon said in the Brisa before, that Halacha Lamaisa, even if the Aval shows up, on the last day of Shiva, but he came from a close by place, he could still count Shiva along with them. Shabbos Rabbi Shimon holds 
that if one of the relatives was close by, so because there was proximity, it's as if he was with them the entire time, but he doesn't actually show up until day number seven. As long as he's able to observe a little bit of shiva with them, it counts as if he sat shiva. This only works if when we'll call him Yehuda, when Yehuda showed up on day number seven, there are still actual consolers there. In other words, that there are people who are being menachim of when he shows up on day number seven. Bayi Ravanan. So Ravanan says, Ninaru la'amod v'lo amdu ma'u. But I'll give you a good example of this. Remember again, the way it works by us, by Shiva, is that Avedim don't observe a full seventh day. Right? Remember again, it's mixed as Yom Kikulo. Part of the day is like the whole. So imagine the following scenario. So Yehuda, Yehuda shows up on day number seven. Now, day number seven usually just lasts for a couple of minutes after Shachris. So again, if he shows up after Shachris and the comforters, right, then Menachemim are still sitting there, good. What happens if by the time Yehuda comes on day number seven, the Menachem are already getting ready to get up, right? The last, the last, the last group of consolers are getting ready to get up. Does that count as if he has arrived during Shiva? To which the Gemara says, Teiku. Okay. Gemiri Chavri Rabbi Abba Bar Abba, Mera Rabbi Abba, Manu Rabbi Zera, Amri Chavri Rabbi Zera, Mera Rabbi Zera, Manu Rabbi Abba, Berei Rabbi Chibar Abba, Amri Rabbi Yochanan, Halacha Kerabi Shimon Ben Gamliel Betrefus, Halacha Rabbi Shimon Be'Avon. We'll say, so again, they said that Halacha follows Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Betrefus, and Halacha follows Rabbi Shimon Be'Avelos. So Rabbi Shimon Be'Avel had the Amri, so we'll say, we just said Rabbi Shimon Be'Avel, Rabbi Shimon Be'Avel was that even if Yehuda, the son shows up on day number seven of Avelos, but he was close by, and there are still some comforters who are there giving comfort to the mourners, that he could count Shiva along with his family and get up along with them. What does it mean? First white line, what's the case of Rabbi Shimon? That we follow Shimon Gamliel by Trefus. Listen to this. This nan, intestines. So Hilchus Trefus. If the intestines, if you check the animal and you open up the animal and you check the intestines and the intestines are punctured, that's a trefa. That is a disqualifying blemish that leads the animal to be rendered non-kosher. So I'll say, but what happens if the intestines were punctured, but some of the intestinal mucus plugs up the hole? Plugs up the hole, right? Good, this is good, right? Plug, plugs up the hole. So I will say, so Meal says, good, animal is kosher. Animal is kosher, right? Intestinal mucus always saves the day. So the Gemara says, "There's your my lecha. What's lecha? I'm Rav Kahana. Shirka or sirka demaya dinafek agav duchka. It's the mucus that comes out when you go in and you press the intestines. Okay. So Amar Amar Manduhu iski va'asik va'agmara l'shmaita mipumei dimare. So I said there was someone, there was a guy, unnamed guy, who overheard this discussion, and he said, "Oh, if only I could go to Eretz Yisrael and hear this from Shem Gamliel himself." So the Gemara says, "Kisalik." So this guy made it to Eretz Yisrael. Ashkechei l'Rabbi Abba Breid Rabbi Chia Bar Abba. Amar Le Amar. Sorry, Amar Mar Halachir B'Shem Gamliel B'Trefus. So he found Rabbi Abba, and he said, "Rabbi Abba, did you really say that the halacha falls Rabbi Shem Gamliel B'Trefus?" That if the intestines are punctured and some intestinal mucus plugs up the hole, that you're good to go. Amr le ana ein halacha amri kerbishimin. I'm sorry. Amr ein halacha amri. So the Gemara said, no, no, no. I said the halacha 
doesn't follow Reb Shemim Gamliel. All right, a little bit of a, a miscommunication here, right? I didn't say the halacha follows Reb Shemim Gamliel by by the by by Trefis. I said the halacha doesn't follow him. Okay, Reb Shemim Sabosai. So now we've established the halacha does not follow Reb Shemim Gamliel by Trefis. Fine. So what about Amri Kusdigmar Reb Shemim Be'eval Mai? What about Reb Shemim by Avelos? I was well said that we accept the position of Rabbi Shimon by Avelos, namely that halacha lemaisa, if you show up on day number seven, right, from a makam kara, from a close by place, that you could still be considered to be observing Avet Shiva with the Avelim. Amrli Plutaninu, this is a machlokas. Deit marav chista amr halacha. Vechina marav yochunan halacha. Rav Nachman amr ein halacha. So we'll say it's a machlokas. It's a machlokis. We pass like Rabbi Shimon. Ve'ein halacha k'Rabbi Shimon gamliel betrefus. Ve'halacha k'Rabbi Shimon ba'avel. So I say the Gemara ends off by saying the halacha does not follow Rabbi Shimon gamliel by trefus, but it does follow Rabbi Shimon by avelus. Why? The Amr Shmuel halacha k'Dibre Hamikal be'avel. Because ultimately, again, Shmuel said the halacha follows by the the halacha always follows the lenient opinion by Avelis. And I will say, therefore, we do have a situation, like we do pass him that way, that if because of some circumstance, right, Yehuda, the brother, doesn't show up until day number seven, that ultimately, again, he could, he could be included in the Shiva of the family and get up with the family. Again, the circumstances are a bit more, are, are often a bit more complicated than the way the Gemara is laying it out, but technically speaking, that possibility does exist. That you show up, a family member shows up at the end of Shiva, and yet is still considered to have been observing Shiva with the same duration, the same clock as the family. Good. This is a fascinating halacha. By all other relatives, if you bury them quickly, she says, you take the mace, you take the corpse out quickly to bury them. It's meshubach. It's considered to be good. For one's parents, if you rush the funeral, it's not good. Now, both saying, now, what does this mean? What this means is as follows. The Gemara is saying, if you go ahead and you mm-hmm. bury a relative quickly, and pretty much with minimal eulogies, right? That's good. By parents, burying them so quickly that you don't have time for eulogies, that is considered to be a slight to the parents. Now, both saying, now to be clear, the Gemara is not saying, therefore, you delay. Remember, in Halacha, we have a concept of burying as quickly as possible. That is considered to be Kavara Mace, right? You know, in Eretz Yisrael, they even do Leviathan at night. Here, outside, in the Hasidic communities, they also do Leviathan at night. But outside of that, we don't really do it. But again, but Lamaisa, as quickly as possible. The Gemara is talking about over here that when burying a parent, there, you have to leave time for eulogies. You have to properly be malava the parent. So the Gemara says, however, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yamtiv, Harezem Meshubach. But we'll say if the parent passed away, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yamtiv, then you bury quickly, even if it means what? You know, lack of eulogies. And we'll say, because we'd rather go ahead and bury quickly before, uh, before Shabbos, before Yamtiv, rather than what? Rather than what? Then delay the funeral until after Shabbos. After the Bible, this is incredibly important. This comes up so often, especially when you have out of town family, right? And sometimes well meaning people, you know, want to wait for out of town family to come in for the Leviah for this. And I will say, the most, the most important thing that one could do for their loved ones in the Shema is you bury a body as quickly as possible. That is for the benefit of the neshama. And there's more covered on mace in an expeditious burial than there is in waiting for family to come in. You know, it's the nature. Not everybody could be there for every single thing. Because also think about this, going ahead and waiting for a family member, 
is, I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about children. Children are a different discussion. But waiting for a family member is putting the needs of extended family over the needs of the mace. So it's incredibly important. What the mace needs more than anything is to be buried. That's what the mace needs. That's what the neshama needs, is to be buried. It's painful for the neshama to remain in an unburied state. It tethers the neshama to the body, as opposed to allowing the neshama to begin its ascent, mala mala. So that's why we bury as quickly as we can. So the Gemara therefore says, if it's a choice between a nice levaya with hespedim on Sunday, and leaving the parents buried over the, unburied over the weekend, versus a hastier burial, on, on Erev Shabbos, we bury Erev Shabbos. We bury Erev Shabbos. Let the parent, let the parents in the Shema go into Shabbos Kodesh untethered and free and able to make its ascent. So the Gemara says, Another interesting halacha. Another interesting halacha. For all the, for all other Mason, if a person wants to minimize his business dealings, he could do so. But for his parents, he has to go ahead and be memait. He has to diminish. Now, both say that this is a little bit of a strange gemara because we already established that what that alocha and Abel is not allowed to do malacha. So there's a whole discussion about this gemara. What exactly does it mean? Maybe what the Abel is not allowed to do is physical labor. Maybe that's what the Abel is not allowed to do. Asik over here. What are they talking about? Business. Business. I gotta answer some emails. I gotta do a whole bunch of things. So maybe what the gemara is saying is like this: by other relatives, by other relatives, if you need to conduct some business. You could do so. By parents, you really can't do it. You really can't do it. Now, both say, now the halacha is, we try to go ahead and avoid all types of malacha, both manual labor as well as active business dealings. If a, sometimes it happens over the course of shiva that a person has things for work that they must do. And if a person doesn't do them, it represents a davar ha'avud, a significant loss. So in those situations, we tell the avod that they can do it, but we urge them to do it bitsina, privately. Privately, so whether that means at night after everyone leaves, or whether it means again a person excuses themselves into a different room. But one thing is coming: the Avos certainly should not be on his uh, should not be on his email, right? Going in and sitting there in front of the Menachemim, that's for sure. So the Gemara goes like: I call a mason kulon ratzah chovet ratzah inochovet. It's very interesting halacha. They used to have a practice of of what we call chalitza. They would bare their shoulder. Now, what they would really do is as follows: They were going to say they would tear kriya. They would put their arm through the tear in the cloak, thereby bearing their shoulder. So bearing your shoulder was a display of mourning. So for all other relatives, if you want to bear your shoulder, you can. You don't want to, you don't have to. I love the emo cholates. Ultimately, again, for your parents, you bear your shoulder. So listen to this story. So there was once a story with the Gadl Hadar who lost his father, and therefore he wanted to bear his shoulder. And there was another Gadl Hadar who was with the first Gadl Hadar. So we'll say, so Gadl Hadar A lost his father, and he wanted to bear his shoulder. Gadl Hadar B is there with his friend. You know, Gadl Hadar, they hang out with each other, right? So Gadl Hadar B, right, was with his friend Gadl Hadar A, and he wanted to also bear his shoulder in respect, out of deference, to his friend, Gadl Hadar A, who was the Avel. And as a result, Gadl Hadar A didn't bear his shoulder because he felt that if Gadl Hadar B was going to mimic him, that would be a slight to the honor of Gadl Hadar B. So therefore, Gadl Hadar A abstained from bearing his shoulder in order not to impugn the dignity of Gadl Hadar B. I would say, by the way, what a profound Gemara. 
that sometimes you have to give up doing certain things that you may be entitled to do because they could have a potential adverse effect on someone else. Just because I have a right to do it doesn't mean that I should do it, especially if what I'm going to do is going to have a negative effect on someone else. Such an incredible yisod. I'm Rabbi. Rabbi, Rabbi, who are the people over here? So Gadol Hadar, Rebbe. So it must be that the Gadol Hadar who was in Avelos, it was Rebbe. Gadol Hadar Sheimo, his friend, was Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha. The Gedamir, an alternate version of this, Gadol Hadar Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha. No, no, the Gadol Hadar Yaakov Bar Acha. Gadol Hadar Sheimo, Rebbe. His friend, the non-mourner friend, was Rebbe. To which the Gemara says, Bishlam, the Mandarma Gadol Hadar Shimo Rebbe. Shabbos say, makes more sense to say that the Gadol Hadar was Rav Yaakov Bar Acha, and the friend was Rebbe, Hainu Dinimna Velochalitz. Therefore, Rav Yaakov Bar Acha did not bear his shoulder because he realized that if he would, Rebbe would end up doing it as well. El Mandarma Rav Yaakov Bar Acha, Shabbos say, if you say that the friend was Rav Yaakov Bar Acha, which means that the mourner was who? The mourner was Rebbe. They both say, Rebbe was whose son? Rabbi Shimon Gamil. Rabbi Shimon Gamil was the Nasi. If it was indeed Rabbi Shimon Gamil that passed away, Amai Nimna Velo Chalatz. Rabbi Shimon Gamil Nasi Hava, the Kuli Alma Mechavi Lemechlatz. They both say, we're going to see when the Nasi, who is the head of the Jewish people, passes away, everyone is obligated to mourn. And everyone is obligated to do kriya and to bear their shoulder. So, if the, so it must be, it must be that the story went like this. Rav Yaakov Bar Acha, who was one of the Gedoli Hadar, lost his father and he was ready to bear his shoulder. His friend Rebbe was with him. And Rebbe was going to bear his shoulder in, as well out of deference to his friend who was mourning. And therefore Rav Yaakov Bar Acha decides, no, I'm not going to do it. Because I can't have a situation where Rebbe is going to bear his shoulder, and therefore he didn't do so. But say that has to be the version, because if it's the other version, if it's Rebbe who's the mourner, then the truth is everybody, Kasha, everybody would have been obligated to bear their shoulder anyway, out of deference or out of mourning for the death of the Nasi. Incredible. I'll call Hamesim Kulam Mistaperli Achalam. You say very interesting, Allah. In general, the, the prohibition or the restriction on hair cutting and shaving extends for Shloshim, right? So for all other relatives, all the relatives means. Any other laws other than a mother and father, you cannot shave, take a haircut for 30 days. It's interesting. When a person loses his parents, one of his parents, the restriction on shaving or haircutting extends past lotion. When does it, when does it go until? Until your friends tell you you look terrible, right? Until your friends tell you, you really need a haircut, you really should shave, right? Only once my friends go ahead and tell me this, does halacha said, do I have a license to go ahead? Now, both say, now by the way, your friends could tell you this right when Shloshim finishes. In other words, my friends have a license, I can't do anything before Shloshim. After Shloshim, I have to wait until my friends tell me. But say, this is part of Kibbut Ava'im. The idea being that, when a, when that part of my Kibbut Ava'im is, I'm not going to shave, I'm not going to take a haircut out of mourning for my parents. But once someone tells me that I really need to do this, then the halacha allows me to do it. We'll discuss that more in just a bit. So the Gemara says, What's another interesting halacha? For all other losses, other than parents, so remember, Avelos ends after Shloshim, after 30 days. And therefore, one could attend Simchas, right? One could attend happy celebrations. But for parents, one has to wait to attend the celebration until after 12 months. Rabbi Barachana says that what? That halacha lemaisa, 
for a Simchas Mereus, ultimately again, the Avel could even go into after Shloshim. Now, what's a Simchas Mereus? Look at Rashi. Simchas Mereus, this is very interesting. He says, So listen to this. actually a beautiful idea. You have a group of friends. A group of friends. And what do the group of friends do? They have meals together. Right? So it's a chevra of friends. Right? Five, five, five friends. And they rotate having each other over for meals. It's called Simchas Mereus. Right? Reus means from friendship. So therefore, Rashi says over here, Lo havi simcha That's not called such a big simcha. So therefore, the Gemara says, after Shloshim, after Shloshim, the Avel is permitted to participate in a simchas mireus. So the Gemara says, really? Nesvei, or the simcha, or the mireus, la midyom. Aye, it says, for simcha and for mireus, Avel could only participate after 30 days. So it sounds like mireus is a real simcha as well. Kasha, that's a question. So Amemar Masni Haki, Amemar had a different version. That for a Simchas Mereus, this friend group Suda, you can go ahead and participate immediately. Participate immediately. I, but it says Mereus, you have to still wait until after Shloshim Lokashia, Haba Arisusa, Haba Poranusa. The boss said this is very interesting. When do you have to wait? You have to wait, ultimately, again, you have to wait before you go ahead and, let's say, let's say this group just formed, and now someone's going to offer the first invitation. You can't offer, the Avel can't offer the first invitation during his Shloshim. But if, let's say, the group already existed, and now we're up to reciprocal invitations, the Avel could accept a reciprocal invitation to his friend group even during Shloshim. Now, Bosai, the truth is we don't really pask in this way. We treat, we treat social gatherings kind of as one grouping. Now, whether, again, it's a group of friends or whether it's an actual simcha, anything that has socializing and food, that's the ikar. If it has a social component and food, we tell the avel to avoid. Now, how long to avoid, who has to avoid, what to avoid, again, those are all the shilas that come up in the, in the duration of Hilchas Avelos. But during Shloshim, we would tell, for, let's say, for not for mother and father, we would tell a person, don't attend something that has strong socialization and food, right? For parents during Yud Beis Chodesh, 12 months, don't attend something that has socialization and food. And that covers a lot of things. That could be a Shabbos meal with a bunch of families. That could be a chasina. So again, these are where all of the shilas in Hilchos Abelos really come up in terms of what could an Avel attend, what can't an Avel attend. And again, it depends who you're in Avelos for and what stage of the Avelos you're in. So we have to stop over here. We, have to, we are going to start tomorrow morning yet, as much as I wanted to get started with Rav We're going to get started tomorrow morning in Rav at 545. Get caught up a little bit. We'll say incredible, incredible sugyas. Shkoyah.